Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the Amateur Otaku Podcast. How is everybody doing out there? I am Brandon Alvarado, the Scarlet Fan here, and as usual, I am accompanied by the one, the only, the mad hero, Isaac Wolf. What's up, dude? One, two, three, four. One, two, three. Hello, motherfuckers! Wow, that's... uh. A hell of a way to start a live stream. Um, at least that's one way to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there, Isaac? I'm excited to talk anime and enjoy the big show. We're, we got a great show planned for you guys today. Isaac, are you ready? Yes, I'm always ready. Even awesome. when I'm tired and exhausted, which I uh, am right now. I mean, which is always, maybe, yeah. kind of, yeah. possibly. And I'm also a bit bonkers. Uh, Due to other reasons, but that's besides the point. Uh, are you sure it's besides the point? You sure it's not just like the point? It's always the point. It is a point upon point before the points, and then you take the point and you round it out with another point, and then there's this point. And um, should I stop? I just stop, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stop. So. We are live. Welcome to the big show, guys. We have a great show planned for you today. Um, today, tonight, we're going back to My Hero Academia season six. We have a special topic to discuss about the future of animation and anime. And also, we are covering Spy Family. So we have a big show for you guys today. We're very excited to start off with the ground running. If you love what we do here at the Amateur Otaku, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you click on that like button and make sure you, you click on the bell for notifications so you don't miss any of the live streams. We stream every Sunday and put out content throughout the week, every single week, Awesome anime goodness thoughts. If you want to follow us on the news feed on the social medias, you can find us on Twitter at Amateur Otaku Pod. You can find us, like us, follow us. So you can stay in tune of everything that we're doing every single week. We have crazy anime conversations, weird polls like the one we have going on right now, and awesome announcements of everything that we're going to be doing every single week. Um, as you guys know, we're excited because the fall season has finally arrived. My Hero, Chainsaw Man, Bleach, a bunch of stuff is coming out, and we'll do the best we can to cover it all. But I think we should get started with the thing that we came in to do, which is, of course, the second episode of the great triumphant return of My Hero Academia has come out. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk My Hero Academia. What do you think, Isaac? Wow, that's, uh, that's a lot of thoughts. Um, I appreciate um, you letting us know um, how you feel about covering my Hero Academia. But guys, while Isaac returns... Oh, sorry. I, I didn't... Uh, I thought I wasn't muted. But yeah, let's go to my Hero Academia. Woohoo! Uh, great ties uh, save lives, as Mike uh, says. So, <laughs> shout out to Mike, the novice cinephile. Um, so guys... Um, this episode is episode 15, titled Mirko the Thigh Hero. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. That's not the name of this week's episode. It is episode 115, Mirko the Number Five Hero. I mean, first of all, what a phenomenal episode of My Hero Academia. Um, second of all, what a great way to name the episode and to showcase this character. I mean, up, up to this point... 
we really haven't seen Mirko in action, right? We've seen little bits and pieces. We saw a little bit on um, in the fight where Endeavor was fighting the high end gnome, like towards the end of it, right? Um, was she there during the the whole overhaul thing? I don't remember. Was she there? Uh, like I said uh, off air with uh, you and Mike, it was ages ago that I read a war arc. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I'm not talking about the war arc. I'm talking about overhaul. That 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 like a season ago or two seasons ago. What I she, don't recall her being in the. Last yeah, I don't season. think she was there. Yeah, I think the one that was, the the female hero that was most prominent during the whole overhaul attack was uh, Ryuki, the dragon hero, right? The one that always trains with, the one that's been training um, Uruhara. Very certain, yes. Yeah, I think that's the one. Um, because I know she has a big role towards the end um, before Deku goes Super Saiyan. Um, he literally pulls a Gohan at the end of that, um, that arc, which, by the way, is awesome. Uh, but yeah, so great episode. Mirko is front and center. It is an episode that is showing us why she's the number five hero, why she is awesome, why a lot of people enjoy this character. And boy, does Mirko kick ass. Um, Isaac, you saw this episode, it's like, like you, we've read the book and it's been a while since we've read the book. And how, how did you feel finally seeing her kick ass and take down these Nomu? I mean, uh, uh, love me some ferocious ladies that knows uh, how to handle themselves. So. And yeah. uh, what? Uh, and what can I say? Uh, great ties save lives, and she's a badass. I do want to uh, illustrate something very important here. Uh, I do find it interesting and hilarious that um, I think it was maybe, maybe oh during this week when they were starting to talk about the leaks, or at least as soon as the episode came out. Um, Mike was saying that <laughs> that apparently some people took pictures of how Mirko thighs feel strengthened whenever like they, there's like a zoom in into how many muscles she has on her legs. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bone seems to love them. So, I mean, I, I, I can't really say that it's wrong. Or inappropriate because at the end of the day, she is a she is the bunny hero. <laughs> That's who she is. So she is a I mean, it's all legs. <laughs> but I do like the fact that she's kind of like a Street Fighter character. I, I get I kind of get that feeling from that character. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, sure Sean uh, Lee isn't uh, like that. Uh, uh, oh. oh. From what I've gathered, I'm not that big into Street Fighter, but yeah. the way she move, uh, fight with her uh, legs and all that, yes, I wouldn't be surprised if it, they have. He has taken some inspiration with her, or yeah, isn't there yeah. some other Street Fighter character that fights with legs? Um, there's Yuri. Yuri, she's like uh, the evil kickback or Muay Thai fighter. She's a she's also a female, uh, and she's very badass. She's a, she does a lot of like grip attacks with her legs it's she's she's very difficult to use but she's actually super awesome yo mike um but um but yeah jury is one of them shun lee is another um king of fighters has um kim i think is the name of that character 
Um, and it's all like I just like the fact that because of the way she's fighting, which is very brutal, very physical, very martial artsy, all her moves feel like Street Fighter moves. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like everything that Endeavor does, Endeavor just reminds me of a Pokemon. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh wait, Mike actually, yo, yeah. <laughs> see, I mean, I'm trying I to. I am here. I am trying to run a show, and then you do this. You're amazing. <laughs> I, you know, I, I couldn't miss this episode. You know, Mirako just came to play, man. <laughs> I mean, it looks like you did too. So, but, <laughs> but yeah, man, she definitely did. She is awesome. What, what I love about her as a character is her relentlessness, and 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 how she carries herself. Like she's the definitely the hero that's do or die. Agreed, Patrick. She's that do or die character that I truly love and enjoy. And and the reason I say do or die is because I don't think we've met a hero that is so ready to give her life. I mean, we've seen it, like we've seen it, but but to be so vocal and aggressive about it, I don't think we've met a hero like her. Like I feel that this is the first time that we meet a hero that's that has this oomph to her that to the point that we see her literally lose an arm and not even flinch until she took down the enemy and i love that line when she goes i love that line when she goes like hey um if, if we if we die together that's when we die <laughs> it was just badass yeah definitely you know and going back to to patrick's comment here about how they adapted the, her her fight scene in this episode, right, from the manga. Um, last week we were talking about how three chapters per episode is the perfect pacing for MHA. Yeah. We landed perfectly three chapters again, minus um, one specific moment that leads into next week's episode, which they, they kind of cut. But yeah. I love, like, this episode had quite a bit of filler in it. If you guys go back and read the chapters that it adapts, uh, 61, 62, and 63, I believe. Mirako gets more action in the anime than she did in the manga, which I think is fantastic, just showing her raw power. And very and, deliberate. Right, and tenacity, right? Because we, we see her taking down these Nomu, and like you said, seeing her lose her arm in a way that I feel is more graphic in the anime than the manga, which I don't know how Bones got away with that. It's crazy. But just her sheer will is incredible to see and you know Mirko is one of my favorite characters in my hero academia she comes in fairly late into the story um but once she arrives you get it and i love how you you started like listing all of these other characters that she's similar to street fighter with chun li that's all i think of like i said last week thick thighs same lives <laughs> true um, and Patrick, I have to agree with you because that was all I was thinking about when I when I saw the preview, and and all I can think about is, oh no, next episode is when they do the thing, and like, and and and, and I think it, that comment that Patrick just shared with us, right, the idea that of what's coming between Hawks and and Twice, and also what we see with with Mirko's arm, I think it's it's kind of a testament of how how different of a show my hero is becoming and will become 
because us that know the books and read the books, we know what's coming and we know there's a lot of shifts in tone and, and, and story and direction and a lot of characters, you know, they're good, things are going to happen. But, but I love how the, the show is taking the visual format to expand and add depth. And we've always talked about this in Attack on Titan, right? Like, like Isayama um, has gone out of his way to, because he's actually said it in interviews, that, that Attack on Titan is his, um, the, the anime specifically, is his final or perfect final say when it comes to the definitive edition of Attack on Titan, right? That's, the anime is Isayama's director's cut, to say. And a lot of the stuff that he's added, the reorganization of scenes, um, taking things from future scenes and putting them early, like, brings so much depth to the story. And I love the fact that with this, because you got to think about it, it's a 26 episode, 23 minute episode, and at least 15 minutes is Mirko. So more than half. And I feel that I know her. And I just like, I'm buying a shirt tomorrow. I'm walking on the street. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You, you get, you have that feeling, dude, like, Argh! and like, and it's funny because you kind of also get in the same energy. Like she's a character full of energy and the voice actor is just having a blast with this role because I can kind of feel the energy just coming through the performance. You know what I mean? Like, like, I, like, like even when her arm goes out, you don't really freak out. You're like, oh, but she's still going, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There, there are three characters I feel like in MHA that have that that presence, right? Where at the moment you're introduced to them, you're like, oh boy, you you command every scene you're in. Yep. That's Lamillion, Mitiko, and when we first meet Shoto. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it, it's it's insane how much they did with her in this one episode well yeah. technically one and a half because we did kind of meet her last week but not only that the development we did for for danky kaminari right like Bro. what what they did with kaminari and not just that but his relationship with jiro and midnight again stepping in to encourage her students i thought was so well done and then they threw in some extra filler with Deku and his gang, which was nice because if you read the manga, Deku's not in those three chapters that are adapted for this episode. So you go a, a little bit without seeing him. So I thought they kind of, considering it's MHA, there was a nice amount of filler that they kind of snuck in here, but it all works perfectly. I'm, I'm glad that you used the word filler because the interesting thing about it is, the interesting thing about it is, is that they're using filler for what it should be connective tissue right that's what that's the that's that's the best filler that works which is which is why when i um when i when i love when i see naruto right and a lot of people complain of how much because trust me if an anime has filler it's naruto oh and by the way let's check the box we're speaking of naruto in another episode um <laughs> like naruto Boruto have like 76 percent filler well, here's the thing, it's still ongoing, so we can't really say. But as of right now, I as mean. of right now, it is over 70% filler, correct? <laughs> Possibly, yes. Now, what what I'm what I'm trying to say is that Naruto, at least 70%, was expanding some character story in a way. 
as opposed to just being a filler for the sake of filler, which is why I like this because it's bring, because they're they're doing they're doing the Infinity War thing, where you know how last week I talked about this being like the biggest event that we've had in the book, right? In right. the show, so they're doing the thing where okay, we got to do little things here and there to make sure that people know. <laughs> Patrick is in tune, man. <laughs> um, but like they're doing the thing where they're making sure that you have enough so that when a character returns on screen, it still feels like they're part of the story. They don't feel like they're coming out of nowhere, you know, which is the danger that you run into when you have, I don't know, every single character you've created for the show in the same scene. Like, so... So yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Sure. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned the Kaminari stuff though. Like Isaac, I want to ask you a question. I know that um, you wanted to be that Nomu that, um, that Mirko destroyed with her thighs, but- Don't we all? Uh, yes, wow. yes, honestly. It's okay. a good way to die. Especially when it flexes. So- <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why I have, a, have the poll right now, which you all can uh, vote for. Um, which is, uh, who would you uh, prefer to be stepped on, uh, Miracle or Jor? Yes. We're going to have it, uh, that pool up for the rest of the stream, so uh, we are going to talk about it, uh, or should yeah. I say mention it in the next one, we'll see, uh, to, to see who won. Yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> now, now the, the, the whole other thing also is um, with the Kaminari stuff, I personally forgot. I either forgot or that's not in the book. Mike, you're my expert. Is that in the book? 100%. Everything we see from Midnight, Jiro, Kaminari, and Ed Shot are in the manga. So, but I love the fact that I forgot that that was there. <laughs> but it hit so hard. It was so great. Like the emotion was there. And of course, <laughs> what did they do as soon as he comes into the realization? They do the thing. They, they press play and they do oh, yeah. my hero theme. Now here's the thing though. Normally when we hear that theme, it's because someone is gonna do the thing, which I, which I love the fact that that's become a staple of the show throughout the seasons. But why the reason I love that moment the most is because I love seeing those little bits of development with these side characters. Because one of the things that we've talked about for the last two seasons, which, which, which is normal, because for example, we have a lot of characters within MHA and Class 1A that their story has already run their course. Like for example, Lita's story peaked with Stain, and that was just the way that character was written, right? right. To a degree. So there's other, and, and now, the whole thing with the thing we saw with Tokoyami with his training with Hawks, that's another moment where his story peaked, but he has more to go because there's a lot more coming. But the fact that we get that little bit of development and growth with Kaminari and Jiro and, and specifically Kaminari, it was just great. It was just great. And I love how he's now, he's no longer playing the Mineta card. Now he's saying, guys, I have a hero name and I can do something. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. I agree. Um, it, it's just a fantastic, fantastic moment uh, for him, especially since he's a character who doesn't get a lot of shine. Like he, he's around 
and relevant to the story because of his friendship with Kirishima and Bakugo. Right. But you notice he's separate from both Kirishima and Bakugo, which I think yes. was a great, a great touch and the push he needed because it's easy to be strong when you're being compared to Kachan yep. <laughs> and Kirishima. But having him on his own, having also his relationship with, with Tokoyami be part of that push and Midnight giving him that encouragement to give us a pretty badass moment when you think about it, right? Because we have this big bad villain trying to electrocute the entire battlefield and he just absorbs it. Amazing. And he didn't go dumb yet, at least. <laughs> he didn't yeah. go dumb, yeah. which by itself for Kaminari is a big deal. And and the fact that you can see him enjoying being the hero for once, you know, like that that's a to me that's a as soon as I heard and and it's like it's like the 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 music guys are playing with me because as soon as that that they hit play on that my heartstrings just went why why are you doing this to me so emotional so powerful but I also like the fact that Kaminari now has a personal stake. And I love how they're able to introduce personal stakes like that to other characters that are not the main characters because it allows the world to breathe and grow. And, and I love how Patrick said it um, because and this, this arc shines because of this, um, because it allows a lot of different characters that we spent either very little time with or a lot of time with to grow and shine in different directions. And like Because this is the kind of show which again i go back to the christ this is crisis on infinite academia like i'm gonna coin that my <laughs> like, infinite crisis <laughs> i would uh, rather call it my miracle academia with this sh uh, episode you know sorry uh, shiba reviews but you have a point yeah um <laughs> but yeah so so the way patrick says it every every character is growing so, and and because if we see these side characters grow then that means that the world is growing and I want to see that world and I'm excited with what they're doing so far. I don't know, guys, it's five out of five on these two episodes. I mean, I don't think we can ask for more. It's been awesome. I'm going to be real. These first two episodes are better than the entirety of last season already. Uh, great. I'm going <laughs> to drink again. Uh, I'm going to sip a little that. bit of coffee and uh... then again, no, I'm not going there. Now, can we talk? <laughs> can we talk about how the entirety of the show pretty much got a facelift, also, because they completely redesigned also the preview screens, and they completely redesigned the the commercial screens, because we never had them like that. It used to be for five years. It was like the very simple one with the with the My Hero Academia logo forming and then going away. Yeah. Now, now it literally became who's that Pokemon. But it looks great. <laughs> you know, I'm just glad they don't feel the need to tell me who everybody's quirk is. Like, you don't yes. need to explain yes. what explosion is after, what, 100 <laughs> episodes? <laughs> We're on episode 115. I don't need you telling me quirk, frog. She has the abilities of a frog. I get it. I understand. So I'm, gl I'm glad that they changed it and they went with like, hey, Mirko's dope. This is what she looks like. Let's get back to the episode. I would have preferred, like, if they wanted to go that route um, with the old cards, there would be actual information, like Attack on Titan would give us actual, like, lore tidbits during theirs. Yeah. Um, so if they could explain how Hero Society works, how 
support items work if they actually used it to to flesh out the world i'd be cool with it but i feel like if we need to have any like flashcards, essentially yeah. having cool comic book covers is better than you talking down to me like i do <laughs> yeah and, and i'm gonna say i think that's what sells those in-between moments right uh because it is high-end super awesome poster worthy stills right as opposed to just the face like they're taking their passport picture at walgreens right which is what we had before um isaac do you like the changes that they've done to the show um those little things here and there you are muted my friend you might want to <laughs> so so while he returns um patrick says something very interesting which i want to bring to the yeah. plan here um and I, patrick i really love your your emphasis on these on paying attention you're awesome um because I, this is one of those things that we spoke about when we covered the entertainment district arc of Damon Slayer, um, Kimetsu no Yaiba, which you guys can find in our channel on, on our playlist, um, we did cover that entirety arc. And one of the things that we noticed that was very interesting that we really enjoyed because it really helped the pacing of the story and the concentration of the action um, is the fact that they actually took the liberty to make the episodes as long as they wanted them. The first episode was like 40 minutes, then it went to regular length, and then the last episode was longer than all the others. And that actually helped the flow of the story and the buildup because it kind of invited us back into the world and then allowed us to leave slowly after, right? After yeah. the turmoil that we found at the end of that arc, which by the way, the, that arc was just phenomenal. Um, which, which in my mind, if they were going to do Mugen Train, they should have done it like a limited series with fewer episodes if they were going to translate it into a show. That's my Amen. take. Amen. Which they didn't do, which I don't know. But yeah, that's at a great point. Uh, at least it wasn't as low budget as the Dragon Ball Super Battle of Gars uh, Ga on the retelling of the movie when it I, anime came back. I'm just so proud that Isaac mentioned the budget of something again he has no fear anymore you know i thought the ptsd yeah. was gonna kick in but... yeah 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 <laughs> i mean at the end of the day it is it, superhero it anime so it's in tune with avengers so you know <laughs> and... <laughs> here it wasn't talking about budget it, it was just that uh, toy animation was laced with its retelling that's all yeah now do you guys think that patrick has a point what do you think you think it would have benefit benefited from having a longer first episode and then moving forward. Um, how do you guys feel about that? So uh, I agree. It would have been better served as, as like a good 40 minute premiere uh, simply because the end of the last episode starts with, it, it has Miriko chasing the doctor and then this already. Is the, yeah, she's already doing it. So we might as well either Float that to this episode, which would have been bad because I would have ruined the pacing of the first one, or have them combine into one big premiere. But I'm not going to complain. What's up, Leo? I'm not What's gonna up, complain. Leo? Leo. Sim simply because my hero always starts with a stupid filler episode, so I'll take what I can get. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and also, I wonder, Isaac, you go, and then I'll go. All I'm saying that, uh, 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 no, no, 
But yeah, the only well, yeah, I can yeah, agree with Patrick on that one. Yes. So, my only concern, which again, I just said how amazing it was when Demon Slayer did it. What I wonder is, we would we still get the Mirko action scenes that would have gotten, or would we have enjoyed it the same way if it was just one episode? You know what I mean? Like, I wonder how the pacing would have been affected. I don't think it would have been affected that much, but at this, but at the same time. That's why it worked with me because it was the perfect cliffhanger in episode one, mm-hmm. and it and episode two didn't waste time. It picked up right where we left off, so it was it was a good way. Like for a premiere, it it was the right amount of cliffhanger and suspense to then start an amazing second episode. But at the same time, if we were going to if we were going to do a connected episode or do a bigger first episode, um. It could have worked if all the episodes were bigger. Does that make sense? I kind of, I kind of, at that point, I wanted to just pull a, a Game of Thrones and do like 50 minute episodes throughout because to think about it, this arc would actually benefit from that structure. Yeah. Does that make sense? For sure, for sure. Um, Patrick's comment here does make me laugh. It's like, yeah, uh, it, they, they could have did a Kaguya-sama where they just dropped both episodes in one week. That way they would have kept the exact same flow, but we could have kind of binged it instead of having them be a week apart. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, it doesn't you, bother me either way because, again, these two episodes blow, blow season five out of the water. True, true. Um, but I, I actually, it just, just got in. Um, from the field, um, I just got an answer from Crunchyroll. The reason we could not get to uh, a 40-minute episode is because we couldn't handle the thighs. Yeah, that would have been... We would have OD'd. <laughs> I just made it for the show the next day. I have no shame. Uh, if you um, have no shame, how l- uh, less of a shame do, uh, do I have? Of bo- Negative buddy. five. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, now I need to make a meme with Jack Nicholson from A Few Good Men. You can't handle the thighs. Um, oh, it's Jesus. it's this happening. Is a, this is a show about teenagers in high school. What has happened? I mean, look at me. They introduced, they introduced the pros and everything goes off the rails. Yes. Yes. You know how how, how I am. And like I said, I'm, just, I'm worse than usual right now, Mike. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah, Class A versus Class B. That, it had some fun moments. I like the Bakugo episode, but yeah, yeah, Black Whip is cool. Like that—that'll always be a, a dope moment. But yes, oh uh, god, the pacing gets bogged down in the second half. Yeah, and the Bak and the and the Bakugo episode is pretty awesome. I gotta say, Amen. So, so guys, have we said our fill? Oh my god. Oh my god, <laughs> the thigh hero. It's it's here. Um, so guys, I think we've set our fill on My Hero Academia. I mean, two home runs worth of episodes. It's been amazing. I can't wait for the next week's episode. As you guys know, um, next week we start our coverage on Chainsaw Man and Bleach. So there will be no My Hero coverage next week because we're starting the coverage of My Hero and Bleach, and then we go into a bi-weekly schedule where one Sunday we do my we do Chainsaw Man and Bleach, and the other Sunday we do My Hero and Spy Family. 
and Leo gets Isaac. It. Isaac, <laughs> this is the, what you cause. Which, by the way, Leo is a brilliant man. Um, Leo, you are a, a, <laughs> as much of slack I gave you about One Piece. I will give you this. Oh, one. You are Jesus. a man of culture because of this comment. I'm proud <laughs> of you, bro. This is so bad. Let's move on, shall we? Woof, woof. Um, so, <laughs> close that no, no. But yes, we're going to start our coverage of Chainsaw Man Bleach next week. And then the following Sunday, we go back to My Hero Academia and Spy Family. Guys, if you enjoy our coverage of My Hero Academia, make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, and click on the bell for notifications so you don't miss any streams. If you've missed any episodes, don't worry, because we upload our coverage every single week in separate videos, so it's more digestible chunks, so you'll never miss any of the coverage, and sometimes when we have other stuff to cover, like the My Hero Manga, which for some reason decided to drop tomorrow, we'll be covering that this week and putting it up on this channel so you guys know our thoughts about it. So, woof, before... Woof. Before, oh my god so before we go on the 60 second break so we can go to the next part of the show i if you guys have not seen spy family this is the moment when you guys can head out and once you get caught up you can look it up in the channel and enjoy it so if, for those that are leaving isaac let them know where they can find you well you can find my work at Volume entertainment and you can find me over at emblomaniac on twitter and uh, i'm uh, I'm less, uh, uh, what's it called, NSFW than I am here, so don't you worry about following me there. And there's, <laughs> that's, that's, that was, wow. Mike, working people. I put up a disclaimer. Wow. <laughs> Not as horny on Maine. Okay. <laughs> where can people find you, my man? I'm from Sweden. Give me a break. Yeah. Oh, jeez. You can find me at Cinephile. Uh, everywhere, specifically Twitter and YouTube.com slash NavaCinephile. Did a video on Naruto for its 20th anniversary. That might be something that this audience is interested in, if you want to check that out. It's and a great I'm, video, guys. I'm going to perform some Shadow Clone Jutsu for the Spy Family episode and a substitution Jutsu. You'll see in a second. Bye. Awesome. So, Mike, make sure you add the link to the description for that Naruto video because it was pretty awesome. Believe it. Yeah, and you can find me at the Scarlet Fan 52 and you can find the pod at Amateur Otaku Pod. Guys, we'll see you in a bit. We'll be back with Spy Family. See you soon. Have an awesome, Patrick. Boom, bada, boom, boom. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome back to the Amateur Otaku Podcast. I'm Brandon Alvarado, Scalar fan. I'm here with my good friend Isaac Wolf. What is up, man? Insert Jack Black quote here. I don't know. Uh, wow. I mean, he was great as Bowser, but we'll talk about that another day. Guys, welcome back to the Amateur Otaku Podcast. If you like what we do, make sure you subscribe, click on the like button, and click on the bell for notifications. Um, we are very excited 
We'll see you next time, Patrick. Thank you for joining us during the My Hero Place. Um, we just covered My Hero. Now we're ready to go to the next part of the show where we have a very particular topic that we want to talk real quick. And we have a great friend of the show, of the pod, that has decided to join us tonight. And we want to welcome her. Jamie, what is up? Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm super happy to be here and excited to get to some of these topics. Well, um, I'm going to say yes to Mike. I think it did. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Jamie, I'm really excited for you to join us tonight. Um, we heard that you were a big fan of Spy Family, and we're going to be talking a lot about that a little bit later. Um, now, guys, I have a particular topic, and I noticed it. Uh, Isaac sent me something um, earlier this week. Um, I'm a big fan of Gundam and I build Gundam sometimes in my spare time. And he sent me the trailer or the, the opening for Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch of Mercury, which is the new series that's coming out, which looks amazing with it, uh, with a, what looks like a very interesting female lead. Um, and the animation looks great. Now, as, as animation continues to evolve, um, one of the things that I found very interesting is how much is changing or how much in the different directions animation is going specifically for anime. And I was wondering, do you guys have a preference when it comes to the type of anime that you watch? Uh, do you prefer a certain type of animation? Because there's like two big, there's like three big types of animation that we're seeing now more than anything. And it's like we see a lot of drawn animation with very deliberate CGI additions and stuff like that. Um, we also see um, animation with very light CGI effects to like enhance color and stuff like that. And then we see um, animation that is straight up CGI from start to finish. Um, Jamie, I wanted to start with you. Um, I don't know how much anime you watch, hopefully a lot. If not a lot, at least you've seen enough to see different kinds of animation styles and stuff like that. Um, do you have a preference? What are, what are your thoughts with the different styles that continue to come out of animation? Yeah, um, I definitely do watch a lot of anime. I feel like um, the, river, the river runneth dry until like fall anime season and now I'm like drowning in it. So it's great. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely prefer like the classic 2D style. And then if I can't have that, then I'm fine with having some like CGI enhancements. Um, I think like going full CG, it can work and I've seen it work. Um, like I watched the uh, Dragon Ball superhero movie, uh, our Dragon Ball super superheroes movie. And um, I really enjoyed that. I thought that what they were able to do with the Love CGI. The, movie, the, the name isn't that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. The name is, uh, <laughs> I could have thought about that one a little bit more, <laughs> but um, I think that, I really liked what they did with it, even though it's like, you know, I, I, if, if they could have done the whole movie in 2D, there wouldn't have been any complaints from me. But what I did like is that they were very intentional, like the shots that they used and the way that they like shaded the characters to make it almost feel as if it was imitating 2D. And in some, in like certain frames, I felt like it was very like almost almost felt like it, there was like a, it a did 2D lay scene that was Sorry, it out. gave me back. It did. It just, the name wasn't the best. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I definitely agree. I like the movie. I the, the name just needed a little bit of work, <laughs> but um, um, to that regard, I do feel like um, like CGI, just like completely CGI anime, kind of got a bad rep because when it was first being done, I don't think that like you know it was it was an experiment. Like they didn't really know what they were doing at that time versus two D. Like we've had two D animation for like years and years now so they pretty much like figured out that game and even still they're like adding more things to it but they have a solid foundation with cgi or like fully cgi or like 3d anime they haven't like quite figured out what they want to do and it it always seems like they're leading towards making it cg but then trying to fool people into thinking it's 2d Um, yeah which which at that point might as well play a video game right right i'm like I feel like the studios that have really had success with this have just fully admitted to themselves like, hey, we're working with a 3D project. Therefore, we're going to do things that we couldn't do as easily in 2D or things that would take way too long in 2D and really take advantage of that. I feel like that that is a type of 3D anime that I've seen that has been successful and hasn't mm-hmm. been trying to give me the best of two worlds and giving me none of it. Um, I would rather them... You know, if you have to work with 3D, whether it's like a budgetary restraint or you just don't want to put the artist through like some type of stress for whatever the project is, I think you can make 3D work, in my yeah. opinion. Um, what what animes you, would you say that you've seen that it works in the CGI portion of it, for example? If you can uh, think of one on top of your head. I mean, you mentioned DB Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of uh, the Netflix anime I've seen have been uh, yeah, yeah yeah they lean towards the 3D. Like I know uh, Tekken Bloodline. I'm yeah that was a, a like a CGI and that anime. actually looks pretty good. That yeah, looks yeah. pretty good. And I wonder, it, but then I, I don't know. Maybe that one works because the roots of it is CGI characters. Mm-hmm. Like like the root of it is that game, so it has that blocky feel or sense right of hyper realistic threat right yeah so so what about ooh see he dropped leo dropping bombs here yeah (laughs) yes b stars is definitely a great example of that very 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 good example um I, i a lot of people hate the movies but i think that one of the earlier projects that was in the right direction though not perfect were the Berserk movies. I think mm. the Berserk Fuck movies... Fuck no. First of all, <laughs> I'm not saying they're great, but it. But in the year that it came out, it was a step in the right direction in terms of no. attempting to do no. a CGI adaptation. No. I'm not saying it's good, Isaac. I'm talking about the animation as attempting to do CGI. No. No. Okay. Are you judging the animation or are you judging the story? animation okay so let me ask you this <laughs> since you're so aggressive <laughs> what are your thoughts in this debate or in this topic what are your thoughts when it comes to cgi i think uh, my prefer, prefer, uh, preference is when it uh, supplement uh, supplement to sorry mike but uh, when it comes to Berserk, I just feel like that series deserves so much better, and the animation in the C- in the 3D in the CGI versions are just downright horrible. 
that uh, Berserk deserves a total reboot, uh, so to speak, with good 2D animation, uh, with supplemented uh, CGI when needed. Gotcha. And, and it's funny because... So it's it's interesting because I don't I, I kinda I'm kinda like right down the middle, right? Because personally, what I love about anime is that it has this ability of capturing a manga's signature, right? Because no mangaka draws the same. Some of the best anime, yes, feels different, right? Um, or feels very similar, um, especially shonen animes tend to have very different character, very particular same character models. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have certain authors that, especially for example, one of the best examples and one of the most popular examples, Isayama's drawing style is very particular for Attack on Titan. The way he draws eyes, the way he draws faces, the way he draws hair, the way he draws hands, like a lot of those things are very particular that anybody that sees it that has read the book knows that's Isayama, right? And and what I find interesting is that when you go full CGI, right, you kind of lose the ability to transfer that signature from the book. Does that make sense? Because Because the tools that you would use to create that figure in a CGI model are not the same that you would use when you're trying to do a digital art. Does, am I, does that make sense what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's why I kind of fall in the middle because at the same time, it's it's some CGI, like what you mentioned with DBC Super Superheroes, not DBZ, DBS. So damn it, the superhero movie from Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've seen the character models and at first it's striking because I'm a Dragon Ball Z guy. Like, I, I really haven't seen Super. I really haven't. I saw a little bit of GT. Um, so when I see Superhero, it's kind of shocking and jarring. But mm-hmm. I still recognize the characters. Like, they, they made it important for it for them. to. They, needed, they made sure that it felt like Dragon Ball. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? That you can see Toriyama's signature. Like, the eyes is a big Toriyama, Tori, um, Akira thing. Akira Toriyama, the eyes is a big thing. The ears is a big thing for him as well. The type of hair is a big thing in the way he draws, right? That a lot of other characters and other mangakas don't have those same things as him. So the idea of 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 using 100% CGI, it, I think it's it, it it's good if done right, like you mentioned, Jamie, with for example the DB the Dragon Ball movie, but it kind of runs the risk of losing that artistry, which is what makes animation mm-hmm. so beautiful. You right. know what I mean? And But at the same time, oh, for me, uh, good one, Leo. You caught me on the spot. Damn it. But <laughs> for me, uh, I'm going to go with Cell Saga. Ooh, yes. Because I love Gohan. Gohan is my, is my top G. Like, Gohan is my guy. And, and, and the entirety of the training arc and the hyperbolic time chamber, his whole story is... Because at the end of the day, nobody can deny what Dragon Ball Z is Gohan's story. They just stopped telling it mm-hmm. in reality, right? Because the first arc is all about Goku protecting Gohan. After Goku dies with 
trying defeating Raditz, it's all about Gohan being trained by Piccolo. So DBZ is really Gohan's story. They just stop telling it after he grows up for some reason. Um, probably because it probably was like a Wally West Barry Allen thing. People just want to Goku back. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I say the exact same thing. Gohan is also my favorite character. So so yes. so Saga is my favorite as well. Masenko. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's uh that's my call, Leo. Thank you. Oh, see, 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 we all see, we all see. unite in greatness, Leo. That's the way it works. <laughs> that's that's it. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel. Um, like it's but but the more but the thing that I love the most about animation, which I love about anime also, which is why I can't, which is why I mentioned the Berserk movies, Isaac. Is that sorry, but Berserk is one of the. And one of the, how should I put it? One of the most important mangas that hasn't got, gotten its true due in animation. Even even though the original is far superior, it's still, how should I put it? Yeah, in short, it's one of uh, it's the one manga that deserves so much better, especially with how much the the creator has inspired stuff. I yeah. mean, uh, if, for example, the design of Cloud's sword, that's Gus. The Elden Ring has a ton of uh, Berserker inspiration. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I can see that. You, na you name it. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, uh, there is... Uh, I can talk... Uh, we can talk... Bers I can talk Berserker for hours, if not more. So... That's a fun. Uh, it's a uh, series that deserves more love than just uh, some CG movies. That's ugh. well, the way I see it, I enjoyed them because they were my introduction to Berserk, introduction to that world. Now, read the manga. I I I get it, Isaac. But what I'm trying to say is that they're easy to digest. The art is interesting, but more importantly, I found that world interesting because they do portray the world proper for me but that's a different story but um what what i'm trying to say and the reason i mentioned that movie is because to me what makes anime so special is that it's super different it's soup there's so it's so versatile mm -hmm. like you never see a show that looks the same you never see a episode or an or abilities that look the same some series are deliberate ripoffs, yes, but there's more variety than there is um, lack of variety. Does that make sense? And 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 yeah. that also goes for animation. So I hope that like the reason I wanted to bring this topic over was also because what I don't, what I wouldn't want is for CGI to be the future of anime. That's my fear, because for example, they're not only pushing more cgi throughout generations or whatever but one of the biggest symbols in anime is getting a complete cgi movie after being retired for a long time which is trigon mm -hmm. they're bringing it back they're remaking it in cgi which i think is a very bold move it looks amazing but it's a bold move and i kind of don't want that to be the future like to be the only thing that we see because I think we'll lose more than we gain, but I like that we have it. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
I, I don't feel like they'll ever just completely like 100% drop 2D animation because there's just so much like I, I feel like even the, the artists that are creating the 2D animation, even though a lot of them work some hellish hours, like they still yeah. are super happy with like the product that comes out of it. And I don't know yep. if you'll be able to get the, the same thing out of 3D. Like you can come close to it. At least I don't feel like in this point in time, like we'll see in the future. But yeah. even then it's like, you know, when like the art renaissance first happened, people were using like oil and paint and all this yeah. other stuff. And, and now we've moved to digital, but like people still use those mediums. So somebody yep. will still use it. Um, even if it's, like no longer mainstream. There's a lot of like indie projects that happen all the time that easily usurp things just because people get tired of doing the same thing or even in video games, like playing the same thing all the time. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and I, I love how you mentioned that a lot of these artists um, love the product that they're putting out there. But also I love how they're finding ways to make 2D animation feel new. Right. And in and, and, and most of these most of the work that Cloverworks, Kinema Citrus, Bones, and MAPA specifically, I would say, the, the way they handle light and atmosphere in their series is very brilliant. Like one of the things that you couldn't do before is you couldn't do a 360 shot in a 2D animated anime before. Right. But they've used the tools of CGI to make that happen within a CGI world, which I within a two anim, D animated world, which is brilliant. Which is one of the most brilliant things, and they actually just did that on Spy Family on this episode that we're going to discuss in a little bit. Um, segue. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. It's actually pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Um, it's a great conversation. I mean, it's it's interesting how the anime landscape landscape is constantly evolving, um, but I also like how throughout the years they still find ways to translate those touches from the mangaka to the animated spectrum. And I hope that doesn't change because a book like Chainsaw Man, right? Which I don't know if you've read Chainsaw Man, Jamie. I've read um, a little bit of it. I mean, I'm getting there. <laughs> so, but Tatsu, Ta Tatsuki, uh, Tatsuki's art is very particular. Yeah. Yeah, it's very particular, very gory, but also very realistic, very humanistic also, his approach to the characters. Um, and I love how when you look at the trailer for Chainsaw Man, everything that you read on the page is there. And, and that's kind of what I love. You know, that you get the, the anime is always an extension of what you read as opposed to something completely different. Right. Which is what I find interesting with the whole Trigon thing. But then again, Trigon already had a, a, an amazing anime and it's just getting a new take on it, which kind of justifies them doing it differently. But I don't know, guys. Animation is awesome. We love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. Um, any, any more on this, guys? Isaac? Well, first off, I want to apologize for my rant about the uh, Berserker thing, because that's a... Uh, I just feel that uh, that's a show that uh, deserves more. If you ha if you could have a studio do Berserk, which one? I know it's generic, but I say MAPA. Yeah. I would do. I would say MAPA or... or 
what's the um mapa or ig mm. or production ig and 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 i only say that because whether you love the movie or not isaac for the time that end of evangelion came out and the little bits that i've seen of the new evangelion movies it looks pretty cool um, i mean uh, your uh... A studio made your favorite movie of all time, Neon Genesis Evangelion. You're a horrible person, Isaac. I know. <laughs> um, now, now, um, for some reason, we're putting ideas on Mike's head. Just because they brought Goku back, maybe we can bring Naruto back and Boruto. I don't know, guys. You guys hate Boruto way too much. But then again, it's fine because we all love Naruto. But they've done a lot of cool stuff with Naruto in the Boruto series, so... Should we be complaining? I mean, should we? I mean, if anything, we should complain that they killed Kurama. Spoilers, but you know, oh. <laughs> that's how I feel. Oh my god. Okay, so guys, awesome topic. We're getting. Let's go to the other main part of the show. Let's segue into that. I spoke of a scene, which I think is a good way of talking about the animation. Is, but. We're going to talk about a particular show that's amazing. Another great show that came back in fall. Guys, let's get back into Spy Family, episode 14. Disarm the time bomb. Disarm the time bomb. Um, we want... <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, yes Mike. Mike. Yes. 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 Step on Isaac. Step on Isaac. Um, yes, please. <laughs> but we're back with Spy Family, guys. Spy Family, episode 14. Disarm the bomb. What a great second episode. Another season that's firing on all cylinders. Um, I love spending time with the Forgers more than drinking coffee. Now, Jamie, I heard that you kind of like Spy Family. I don't know how much, but I think you're about to tell us. <laughs> I know, only a little bit. Uh, I actually, uh, I got into the wrong uh, stream by mistake. Um, I'm actually no, no. I I really do like Spy Family. <laughs> I like Spy Family quite a bit. Um, it's I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like the past few anime seasons there have been like a lot that I'm like, oh, okay, that was cool. But only a few are like, oh my god, like I am waiting with bated breath for the next episode. And Spy Family was definitely one of those shows um, last anime season. So I'm really happy to see it return. Yeah. And um, I really loved this episode and like adding the like Mr. What is it? Mr. Puppers or Mr. Dog, Mr. Dog, <laughs> Mr. Dog as this new character that Anya can kind of relate to in a way, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and I also like that they're just like starting the series off with a bang with like immediate action and, and tension and actually like removing Lloyd from the situation. So Anya and Yor have to kind of figure things out for themselves. I love how I love how you said that they they started the season with a bang and it's all about a bomb. I found that. No pun intended. Isaac, you should be proud. <laughs> I'm always proud when people make puns. You should know that by now. Yes, yes. Um, so I love I I think what I love the most about Spy Family. Um, it, it's the fact that, and I've said it multiple times, but I, I think this is the best description that I can think of now after saying it too many times, is that Spy Family has kind of this sitcom energy yeah. to it, right? Like, like when you go, you don't care what's happening 
you just care that you're spending time with these characters. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, because I kind of get that. They're all fun, very particular, very unique. Um, and, and this particular episode, I think, was just brilliant um, because everything that occurs with the characters, I, I love how they they have set the rules of who these characters are. They're constantly lying to themselves because they can't really tell people who they are. They can't tell each other who they really are, mm -hmm. but they still find ways to get around that that makes sense. I love that they don't think that the audience is stupid. Like they really try to make it feel believable. Like this is the kind of show that to a degree, it kind of works whether we do an animation or a live action, but the animation is just perfect and great and hilarious. Yeah. Um, now, uh, I love, um, one of the things that I love about this episode in particular is I love how for some, and for some reason, so Lloyd leaves to take a shit apparently, <laughs> uh, last episode, right? And he's dealing with everything with wise and trying to protect the minister and to do all these things. Right. And the funniest thing is that inadvertently, not on purpose, Yora and Anya find a way to get involved in the whole thing that Lloyd's doing without Lloyd knowing. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> he, like, like he's trying to keep them away from the truth of what he does or what he's trying to do. And they inadvertently end up in the middle of it anyway. I, I love that, that kind of Three Stooges kind of thing. It's like old fashioned vaudeville, right? Like comedy, like, mm -hmm. oh, they just ended up in the thing. <laughs> do you like that dynamic of, of them just like rolling into situations and then just seeing how they play out. Yeah, for 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 me, absolutely. I love how like it doesn't feel like it was like forced and like oh they right. needed to be in a certain place, so let's just like push them along so that way we can keep the story moving. Like mm -hmm. it felt really natural like they were looking for a dog and then it just so happens that the terrorists <laughs> are using dogs <laughs> to yep. get the bombs planted across the city. Like it, it was it was the perfect way to still include them in the plot without actually having them like directly involved in like what Lloyd is doing. Yeah. So Isaac, you love plot convenience. And I know you do because you like Jojo. But <laughs> no comment. But I, one of the things that I was thinking about when I was analyzing this episode is one of the things that I like is that there's plot convenience that ruins the that ruins the flow and ruins the enjoyment of the story, right? It happens all the time, right? Like, it's the time of plot coming. Oh, but this guy has plot armor. Like, nothing feels believable anymore. So it kind of loses enjoyment, right? Yeah. So I, I like how they find ways to make plot to make plot convenience exist, but not at the expense of the characters. Like they find a way to make everything seem very convenient, but you enjoy the characters so much and you enjoy how they're reacting to everything so much that you kind of don't care. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like something so easily that could be like, oh, that's very convenient. But you never find yourself thinking about that until you actually think about it because you're having too much fun. <laughs> um, like, like, like you said, they're going to get a dog and suddenly there's two dogs there. That's plot convenience. Um, out of nowhere, the dog sees the future. Uh, that's plot convenience. <laughs> and out of nowhere, he she's able to say, uh, by the way, I did find it hilarious that Anya was smart enough to, to be able to think about the toilet paper 
to say mm. something to your <laughs> to run away. That was, by the way, Anya was perfect comedy these last two episodes. It oh, was yeah. great. It was great. Did you have a favorite Anya moment in this episode, Jamie? Um, I th I feel like something that just like immediately maybe like bust out laughing. I had to pause before I like missed everything that was happening. Uh, was when your it was actually at the very beginning of the episode when yeah. your came to go rescue Anya and she was like, "You're not gonna get married to my daughter, you pervert!" And <laughs> she's like, "Yay, mommy!" And then the dog like tries to jump at your and your just starts growling back and like makes this really <laughs> scary grimacing face and Anya's yes. face just drops like mom I'm scared again <laughs> like oh my god I thought that was super funny and I I like I don't in know the what manga, the show would be like the, without Anya in the manga she points out that she's afraid of you or not the villains then <laughs> yeah she she is like one of my favorite reasons for like coming back to this show is like she just brings something so refreshing to like the anime and just like as far as like kids in anime are concerned i feel like they're usually either like disregarded or just annoying and to see that True. anya you know like i i feel like she has her annoying moments but that she also brings like laughter and and levity to it i i really love her character I'm glad that you mentioned that because there was a moment in the show that highlights something that's rung true throughout the entirety of the first core and this one. And one of the reasons why I love Anya as a character and I love how Endo's, how um, Endo, the creator, uh, has built these characters is because all these characters were built a certain way, presented a certain way, and he never tries to change them to fit the story, right? They're, they, they're always the same characters and they have like this particular development as the story goes. And, and one of the things that I was reminded when Anya goes into the room through the little window and sees the bomb on the door, right? Mm -hmm. And she looks at everything and she goes, but wait, I don't know how to disarm a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> like that moment makes you go like, wait, she's just a child. I love how the show acknowledges right. how much I was half yeah. expecting her to like try to disarm it. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like I love how it doesn't it doesn't pull a Hail Mary. Oh, she's out of nowhere gonna be able to do this. Yeah. And and, and, and that's another moment where the plot convenience doesn't ruin the character because that allowed her to solve it the way a child would. And I and I love how you know she's thinking about what is it? Uh, what's the name of the uh, uh, of the show that she wants? Bando Man or whatever? Oh yeah, yeah. So so she's looking at the wire. Oh, always on TV. So we're we're looking at the roots of the character that she loves all these spy shows and all that stuff, right? And she goes like, okay, normally when I see this, they cut the blue wire or the red wire. Oh no, they're all black. <laughs> <laughs> so it was hilarious, and 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 I love the fact that she felt small and, and 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 it hurt but at the same time it's like wow you, we are acknowledging that this is a child that not only that there, there's a lot of deep stuff going where she's like she's trying to avoid rejection mm -hmm. from her from her stepdad because she's been rejected all her life like there's a lot of stuff going on here that there's so many threats to pull that make it feel so real and grounded and then suddenly like a kid because the thing about kids that's so interesting is that their emotions 
can change with a single slip of the switch, right? Depending on what happens. They, they're very excitable. And Anya has all those qualities, which is why I liked your description, Jamie, of sometimes annoying and sometimes awesome. You know what I mean? Because yeah. some kids, <laughs> something with the kids tends to be like that. Um, but I love the fact that then she sees the ketchup bottle and she goes to do this stupid, crazy kid. And the funny thing is, when they find it, and she's thinking about it, did, and she's thinking, did they see my message covered and made by blood? Yeah. <laughs> because she knows that they use ketchup as pretend blood. She knows it's not blood, but it's like, I love how she doesn't have to stop to be a child to serve the story. She's who she is as a character, integral to the story, and that's what makes it working so funny. Yeah, and I also like the fact that um, she actually, like, you know, she made a smart choice because I feel like a lot of, um, like, portrayals of children in anime, like, they're just dumb and they, they're they either dumb and they just do the wrong thing most of the time or they're right. incredibly intelligent, like, far surpasses the intelligence of an Hyper adult. Hyper intelligent. And they're just right. a able to figure everything out. So I love the fact that, like, you know, even though she was very eager, like you were saying, as a kid would be, and like almost attempted to try and disarm this bomb herself, she realized, actually, I haven't received that part of my training manual yet. <laughs> let me yes. go ahead and yes. let daddy know that there's a bomb in here. Yeah, and the funny thing is, it was gonna go wrong anyway. And, right. and I also find it stupid, but also it, it's a suspension of disbelief, right? That Lloyd couldn't really tell because I mean I think you would assume Lloyd has hung out with Anya enough that he kind of knows what her drawings look like you know what I mean I would mm -hmm. assume but at the same time he's still like but he's in spy mode so for some reason when he's in spy mode he cannot think like a real person <laughs> so he can't really you know what I mean every not to be fair you know, with kids' drawings, it's not particular. You, you, you don't have a particular, how should I put it, extinct style, uh, depending on... Uh, you will have to be a, gift a gifted child to have uh, some uh, recognizable, recognizable traits in that age. No, I know. But what I mean is, like, the, the knowledge that he has from Anya tends to be technical as opposed to knowing Anya. That is something that he's still learning, right? Mm -hmm. So like, like sometimes you can see a type of drawing and have an idea, but, and also like as a spy at the level that he is, you kind of figure like, and I think, I know we've all thought it, hey man, you kind of, you sure you can't put one or two together? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like we don't have to read people's minds to know, hey man, that's probably, but, but I get what you're saying, Isaac. It, it, there's true in that. Uh, but I love how he goes, I have a bad feeling about this. And then, of course, he sees the bomb or whatever. It was super awesome. And then, of course, after that, Lloyd, as the freaking minister, that was hilarious. <laughs> this dude is supposed to be sexy. What the <laughs> hell? That was awesome. That was like Michelin, Michelin Possible comedy on steroids. Um, I wasn't expecting the cliffhanger, though. How did you guys feel with the cliffhanger? Like, did he shoot the dog? Does he not shoot the dog? We have to wait a week to find out. Um, I think he was trying to shoot no the, the, the transmitter, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's what he was going for. What do you think, Jamie? You think he was shooting the dog or the transmitter? Uh, I feel like he was probably going for the transmitter. Uh, I, I don't know. I, 
I I feel like we've seen some situations with him where you know even acting as a spy or I guess just like the the hero of the day he tries to be careful with like the people that he's around and not really trying to to put anybody in any more danger that they have to be so I'm I'm really I'm hoping the dog (laughs) I'm hoping the dog's all good and it's it's just the transmitter yeah I'm, I'm hoping that too um now the last little bit that I would like to discuss, because I don't know if you guys noticed it, um, and I, and it just blew my mind, which is is the best kind of evolution that you kind of want on a show like this. And it's the fact that the way they grow the world and expand it is by introducing new characters, which again, that's how every show does it. But I love how, you know how sometimes you have a show that introduces a character and then you don't see them for like, a season or you don't see them or they're there for just one arc and that's it right mm-hmm. like the fact that we see yours brother again but in a, in, a, in a fashion that has nothing to do with with the family i love that he's part of the world now so suddenly the world feels bigger like yeah. the the dog is part of the world now and that feels bigger the handler we're seeing a lot more of her now she's so now the world is bigger so I, I love how I want to see four dominatrix in the, the, the same season. What is? Oh, by the way, yes, that moment where she's like trying to get information from these people. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> she's a badass. Yeah, she was scary. Yeah, she. You know who she, who she reminds me, Isaac? She no. reminds she reminds me of Madame Helsing. Yes. Yes. Like she has that, that, uh, that presence. <laughs> what, what was her name? Like Virginia or Victoria Helsing or whatever her name is. It was, it was a long Virginia name. Helsing. I think it was Virginia yeah. Victoria. Oh. Yeah, but she's great. She's great. And, and I kind of now. If you haven't now... seen Helsing Ultimate, I recommend it, Jamie. Although it's kind of brutal. Yeah, I, I think I remember seeing a little bit of it when I was in middle school, and I was and my brother was watching, it and I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, what are you? What are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you watching? That looks so violent." He's like, "Oh, it's good." And then I don't think I ever revisited it, so it's definitely something I have to add back to my list. Yeah, it's a, and the funny thing is, the Helsing Ultimate is the best one, and it's like ten movies, but they're they're all like an hour, hour and a half. It, imagine watching Sherlock, the BBC series, and binge. That's kind of like Helsing feels like, but mm. but but they're pretty good. It's pretty okay. good. It's great for Halloween too. Um, True. But but yeah, I love I love the, how the world's spanning. I love the whole scene with the handler. Uh, I also like how they're kind of alluding the deep ties that she has with Twilight. So I kind mm-hmm. of I'm really kind of excited to see where that goes. I don't know. I love these characters. I love this show. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, Isaac, anything else on Spy Family episode fourteen? Well, uh, that uh, that it's hard to say that because I read the manga compared to you guys. But it's uh, all I can say is I read the manga. And, uh, I mean, facepalm. But all I, uh, it's getting late. I have a, a good excuse, but. What I'm trying to say is, uh, it's uh, it's just a fantastic adaptation so far. So yeah. this this was another episode that hit it out of the park in the yeah. adaptation department. Awesome. 
Yeah, Mira uh, uh, took the lead in uh, draining my uh, concentration, and your uh, <laughs> your took the, uh, took what's left. My wow, wow. So Jamie, any other thoughts on Spy Family season fourteen, uh, episode fourteen? Um. No, I, I mean, I feel like we, we thoroughly covered everything. I, I just really enjoyed this episode and loved the, the action and getting to know uh, Mr. Dog a little bit better. He has, like, yeah. such a cute character design. I'm like, oh, my yes. God, I, I love him so much. <laughs> yes. And, um, yeah, I really I actually really loved getting to see, like, Yor interact with Anya by herself a little bit more outside of, like, the amazing training montage that we got in season one. And yeah. her actually like trying to to parent on her own. I also really enjoy that. And so I'm just excited to see what's what's gonna come up next. I want to see more your. I feel yeah. that even though I've seen we've seen a little bit, we really haven't gotten a good dose of your this this core yet. And I hope I hope that's coming. Um, but also about the parenting thing, I love how she's learning and 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 how she how she's viewing her role in this family. Yeah. So so I do I do like that. I did find it interesting that she kept calling Mr. Doug a puppy when he's huge. Yeah. <laughs> like he keeps calling her a puppy, but he's huge. I don't think he's a puppy. Uh, I I do that sometimes with big dogs like, "Oh, it's such a cute puppy." I don't know. I, <laughs> I feel like it's just like a a love a lover of dogs kind of thing. But I will say um something else speaking of like wanting to see more of your I kind of want to know more about like how she got into becoming an assassin because I don't think we've seen her yes. do like any assassin like things since early on in season one so Agreed. I'm definitely looking forward to that you're saying the right things Jamie more <laughs> your more your so going back drain me completely <laughs> wow yes I'm off the rocket today I apologize Jamie <laughs> So guys, we've done it. We've talked about Spy Family, episode 14, Disarm the Bomb, another phenomenal episode of this phenomenal show. Can't wait to come back to cover it in two weeks. As you guys know, Chainsaw Man and Bleach will be premiering this week. They're coming out. Chainsaw Man is, correct me if I'm wrong, Isaac, Chainsaw Man is on Tuesdays and Bleach is on Mondays, correct? Bleach oh, is wow. tomorrow at... 5 a, uh, 4 a.m. my time, if I'm not mistaken, and I can't recall when this is. Recall when uh, Shinsa Man is. Awesome. But, but they're coming. Monday and Tuesdays, yes. So, as you guys know, with our new format, next week, next Sunday on the big show, we will be covering the premiere of Chainsaw Man, and we will be covering the premiere of Bleach, the thousand year old blood war. So stay tuned, make sure you click the subscribe button, make sure you click on the like button, and make sure you click on the bell for notifications so you don't miss any single episode of the Amateur Otaku. Guys, thank you for joining us for this amazing live stream. Damie, you've been an awesome, awesome guest. Thank you for being with us. Um, I really hope you're able to join us again with more Spy Family awesomeness. What do you think? Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. It's been really fun talking about it with you guys. Awesome. If people wanted to find you in the webs, if you have any work stuff going on, where can people find you? Uh, definitely um, at SwiperArt for uh, Twitter info. And it also has like a link to my link tree. Um, I stream and uh, post videos on YouTube as well. So uh, awesome. there's a whole bunch of places. But yeah, tw Twitter is definitely the easiest place to find all that stuff. Awesome. 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 
Isaac, my brother, where can people find you? Well, first and foremost, since we are uh, rounding down this episode, I, you know, we, uh, I thought we should uh, check the poll and now instead. And Jor got 40% of the votes and Miracle got 60% of the votes and it was 10 people voting. So we... The rabbit wins by a thigh. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So Isaac, where can people find you, brother? Well, you can find my work at Wilbum Entertainment, and you can find me at Emblemaniac on Twitter. And you can find me at the Scarlet Fan Fifty Two on Twitter, and you can find the podcast at Amateur Otaku Pod. Guys, have it awesome, stay awesome, keep watching anime. See you next week. Peace. <laughs>